stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Sounds as though this really is a non-starter, pardon the pun. And let's hope so. The idea that we need a bylaw to prevent people from idling their vehicles so as to prevent vehicle theft makes no sense. We don't need another law to protect people from themselves. And frankly, we don't need another law that's going to add to the list of things that law enforcement needs to do. I mean, if we're concerned about the number of vehicle thefts that need to be investigated, I don't know that we're necessarily going to solve that problem. We're just creating a new problem now where we got to send bylaw officials uh, prowling around the city, looking for vehicles that are running, investigating whether they truly are unattended and unlocked and, and writing people tickets. So the idea was floated at police commission this week. Uh, it was shot down pretty thoroughly, I think, by, by at least one city council, Ward Sutherland. And I'll get the sense that there's an appetite on city hall or at city council, rather. To, to go down this path. And in fairness to the police, the police aren't pushing for this either. But, but I think police do want to raise the issue, raise awareness. Look, if there's something we can do to re- reduce at least part of the auto theft problem, that would go a long way. Right? I mean, look, if once we're in the summer, this isn't an issue. Once the weather's nice, this kind of goes away on its own. People aren't running their vehicles for long periods of time, but they are right now. And yeah, you are making your vehicle an easy target for thieves if the keys are in it, the vehicle's running, it's unlocked and unattended. It's right there on a platter, really. There's pretty much nothing else the thief needs to do here. You know, it's like in a convenience store, if you're the clerk and you leave the cash register open, the store's empty, you're in the bathroom, you're making it pretty easy for the thieves. So don't do that. That's fair enough, right? Anyway, but I want to get a better understanding, though, of what it is police are dealing with. Because it does sound as though there has been a a fairly sharp increase in auto thefts in Calgary of the last year or two. And not all of it necessarily attributable to this problem. So joining us uh, for for a bit more of an overview of all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, Inspector Inspector Joe Brar, who's with the Auto Investigative Operations Section of the Calgary Police Service. Inspector, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Rob. Thanks for having me. All right. So in terms of what we're seeing uh, with broader trends, I guess, uh, over the last year, couple of years, uh, we see a lot more in the way of auto thefts? Yeah, I think we've seen a, uh, what, what stats are showing us, we've seen a steady incline from about uh, 2015 to 2017. Um, auto thefts have almost doubled in rates in 2017 compared to what it was, say, around 2012. Do we know why that is? I think uh, it highly correlates with uh, other th- other trends we're seeing as well, uh, opiate addictions, um, other property crimes, break and enters, uh, stolen property. It all seems to be trending upwards uh, at, at the same rate. So in terms of the, the raw numbers, on any given day or any given week, what, what, what's, what's typical? I think we see about 16 stolen autos per day. Per day, wow. 
And that, that's that's a lot to, for police to deal with, right? It, it is, because uh, there's between the time the vehicle is stolen and between the time it's recovered, um, several things can take place. Um, what we're finding is with uh, a majority of the stolen vehicles that they're being used to facilitate other crimes such as break-and-enters, um, residential break-and-enters, uh, shoplifting type of complaints, thefts, um, stealing from scrapyards or other kind of uh, industrial areas. And then when the police find these vehicles being operated, um, the offenders are highly motivated to get away, which leads to high-risk events for the police and the public as well in attempting to stop these individuals. And what we're also finding is uh, about 40% of the vehicles that we recover uh, are damaged in some way or another. In terms of vehicles that are stolen, do you, do you have any idea about what percentage of those are recovered? And, you know, in, in cases of theft, how many, or I guess what percentage of cases do, do we see a successful conclusion where, where someone's arrested and the conviction is secured? So uh, that's a good question. Uh, as far as recovery goes, we're in the high 90s, um, uh, sorry, low 90s, about 92 to 94 percent of, of vehicles are recovered. Um, uh, like I said, a majority of those, about half of them are, are just under half, have damage to them. Um, and a lot of times we find them abandoned uh, uh, after they've been used in a crime or are used from transportation to one point to another. Uh, as far as uh, uh, successful um, uh, apprehension uh, and charges being laid and um, and convictions. I don't um, have the exact numbers, but I do have uh, the stats in relation to work done by our auto theft uh, response team to date. So that unit in itself has um, laid 426 criminal code charges. Uh, in which 87 offenders are charged, 99 traffic violation summonses were written, 369 warrants were executed, and when I say warrants, I mean uh, arrest warrants for individuals, 101 uh, vehicles were recovered, and approximately $2.3 million worth of property was recovered. Uh, I mean, unless you catch a suspect in the act behind the wheel of a stolen vehicle, I mean, if you find an abandoned vehicle that's been stolen, how challenging is it then to, to go back and, and piece together what happened and, you know, try to track down a suspect? It's, it's very difficult. Um, uh, like I said, um, it's usually dumped. There's no idea who who stole the vehicle. We will try to make efforts to identify the offender and hold them accountable, but uh, there's just such a high volume that it's hard to get to all of them. Right. I mean, some of raised the concern that we're seeing, um, you know, the, a lot of the same offenders over and over again. It's a small, relatively small number of people responsible for stealing a disproportionate amount of these vehicles. Is there anything to that? Yes, what we're finding is uh, as a result of our uh, our, um, uh, our inquiry into the high ref, high high risk uh, sorry high rate of stolen vehicles, what we found was exactly that is it's, it's it seems to be a small um, number of offenders responsible for a large number of the crimes, and these offenders are also not only involved in stolen vehicles, they're also involved in breaking enters um, and other property crimes, and that was one of the reasons why we formed our district response team and decentralized break-enter units, stolen property, and auto theft, put them all under the same umbrella so they can work in collaboration with each other. Now, the issues come up this week uh, with, you know, obviously we've been going through a lot of uh, cold weather recently where obviously people want to start their vehicles, let those vehicles warm up before they got to go where they got to go. But 
are we making it in, in some instances too easy for these thieves where the keys are in the vehicle, the car's running, the door's unlocked, the vehicle's unattended? How big a problem is that? So what we're finding is about 15% of the vehicles stolen are stolen as a result of the, them being left running. Um, and, and that's a significant number. And if we were able to reduce the number of stolen vehicles by 15%, I would consider that to be a huge success. And it's an easy enough solution as to making it more difficult to steal the vehicles, such as locking the vehicles, not leaving the keys in them, not leaving them running. Uh, however, at the same time, I understand that, uh, you know, at Calgary is a cold climate and, uh, um, we want to drive in warm and comfortable vehicles on the way to work. And you know what? The expectation should be that you should be able to um, leave your vehicle running and be able to go out and drive it away without anybody stealing it. But unfortunately, with what's going on these days and uh, the high number of cro- property crimes, people are being victimized. Now, did you, so you're sensing that some of these, these uh, car thieves, that they're, they're almost prowling neighborhoods looking for this, because to, to some people it might seem random that, you know, the five minutes I'm, I'm running my car, a car thief is going to happen to walk by, but do, do they look for these opportunities? Yes, they do. And uh, we ran an operation last year called Operation Incessant, which was exactly that. Um, it was targeting uh, offenders that were driving around in a stolen vehicle uh, in neighbor residential neighborhoods in all parts of the city. It's not only uh, in one part of the city, but all over the city. And that's exactly what they were doing. Three or four people in a vehicle driving around and jumping out and stealing stolen, ve- stolen stealing vehicles when they'd find them running. All right. Well, certainly important points for people to keep in mind. Uh, Inspector, we'll leave it there. Uh, appreciate making some time for us here today. Thanks for the overview of this. Much appreciated. Thank you, Rob. I think that's Inspector Joe Brar with the Investigative Operations Section of the Calgary Police Service. So, yeah, it is something they're, they're you know, they're dealing with more of it. And I'm sure they'd rather deal with less of it. It's difficult. I mean, if you catch somebody in the act, well, that's that's helpful. I think there's some frustration, and people brought it up this week, though, too. I mean, what seems like a revolving door of a justice system or car thieves getting a slap on the wrist. And he alluded to it, right, where, yeah, we do see a lot of the same people uh, over and over again. Or, you know, there are some people, a small group of people who are doing a lot of this stuff and committing other crimes, too. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that, that's a problem, right? But yeah, if you can catch these guys in the act, well, okay, at least you can make an arrest, get the guy before a judge. But if a car's been stolen and then you find it abandoned somewhere, we, we, you know, what do you do at that point? How much resources get devoted to this investigation? Are you calling in you know, the forensic team to, to look for fingerprints or DNA and you know, doing the swab and all of that? I mean, it's probably not that big of a priority at that point or at least to do that kind of investigation. So, yeah, how many of these just don't get solved? Because then what do you have? Maybe you have a witness who saw it happen in the first place. But how much is going to get devoted to that investigation? But we can take a step back, though. And here's the question I have for you. Is it, is it blaming the victim when we say that people leaving their vehicles running are part of the problem? Because there's no disputing the fact that it makes it easier for the thief But nor does it change the fact that it's still somebody committing an illegal act. You forget to lock your front door and someone breaks into your house. It's still a break and enter. It's still a felony. A crime has still been committed. Right? So are we blaming the victim by saying that people who do this are part of the problem? 
an awareness campaign probably doesn't hurt just to let people know that, look, thefts are up. Don't make it easy on these guys. Here's some things you can do to minimize the risk. And if that's all we're trying to do here, then then that's good. That's fine. The bylaw, the banning, the idling of vehicles, ticketing people, no thanks. But what do you think? 974-8255 is the number 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.